I want to talk about Jägermeister. Dad, what do you know about Jägermeister? I mean, well, really, all I know, it's got a really awesome stag logo. What, what else do I need to know about Jägermeister? Well, uh, you should know that you've been drinking it all wrong this entire time. Damn, that's cold. There's a right and wrong way to drink it? Yes, there is, Dad. You should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit, to be exact. Huh? Well, you know what? That explains a lot. I've just been pulling it straight off the shelf. Oh, Dad, I'm so glad I got to you in time. No, that is entirely wrong. The only way to serve Jägermeister is ice cold. So wherever you're at, if you're hanging out with friends or you're at the bar or you're helping your dear sweet father try and get right, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's a beautiful morning. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Gojo with Michael Jr. That's me. We got a special one for you guys today. We're coming at you live from Boston at the DraftKings headquarters. Myself, Charlotte Wilder, back for another Wilder Wednesday. And my father, Mike Golick Sr. I'm intruding on your Wednesday. I hope that's okay with you, Charlotte. No, I love it. It's like instead of between two ferns, it's between two Golicks. Between two goals. Oh, there you go. I like that. It's, Someone should it's make a lot that sweatier. show. It is sweaty. Yeah, we're is. we're in the content Does, closet yeah, here. Yeah, it doesn't smell as good either. <laughs> but, you know, it's a wilder Wednesday, so I, I felt I, I don't want to interrupt that. Let you do your thing. Well, and as we all got out here because we're doing a part of a draft show here at DraftKings. It's going to be going on tomorrow night, live during the draft show. Us, a bunch of the people from the Vegas Stats and Info Network. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be live streaming everywhere that you see on DraftKings Social, on their YouTube, all these different things. We're all rolling into town, and Charlotte wins going away the award for the coziest outfit. Unreal. Walked in, looking like she owned the place her very first trip into <laughs> DraftKings. Well, I just knew that if there was anyone who would appreciate an outfit of a very bright sweatshirt, a chain, and weird camo pants... It was probably going to be you guys, so I had to get this fit off while I had the opportunity. It's a comfortable, it's something that I would have gone to bed in, <laughs> just got out of and came to the came to the studio. How do you know I didn't? Well, I, and you know what? Deep down, I hope you did. <laughs> I hope you did. That's the cozy vibe yeah, we're going exactly for here right. in the content closet. Got a great show for you guys, as always. Make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review, leave us that five-star rating, leave us the review, do all that fun stuff, and check us out on the DraftKings YouTube channel. We will have plenty of that draft content coming your way. We know we talk about draft silly season. We have reached draft oh. galaxy brain oh in the God. last few days here this week, including one of the more insane odd shifts that we have ever seen in the NFL. <laughs> NFL draft. We got a few stories out of college football that we'll get to, but I feel like since we are in Boston and since we are in the presence of the internet's foremost Knicks and Celtics fan, Stop oh it. boy, Stop we it. have yeah. to address the elephant in the room from last night, Charlotte. How do you feel? 
Atlanta because you guys couldn't close the deal at home against the Atlanta Hawks. First of all, I can't think of a more rude thing to do. Like, Janet, of all people, like, you're going to disrespect Janet That's because... Miss Jackson if you're nasty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus. You're not nasty. <laughs> come on now, oh, huh? That's, come on. Uh, come on. Okay. An impressive pull. An it. impressive Thank pull. You. Snap, Thank snaps you. Snaps for the big guy. Great job. Great job. No, um, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was watching, felt comfortable, went, did something, came back, and all of a sudden it was, I believe, 114, 114, and I was like, this is, this has to be a joke. Like, they, all they had to do, all they had to do was not blow a lead, a big one, and instead they're like, you know what, we're going to, we're going to let Trey Young just, oh, I mean, in fairness, like, I don't know dumb. how you, I don't know how you, you know, protect against that because he shot basically from the logo and made exactly. it. Exactly. But... I was I was really I was like more mad than if it had been a game that actually really mattered. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh, but listen, to me the thing was end this thing so you get some rest, right? That's I mean, what that's I mean. the whole idea right now. So now you've just went, "Oh god, now we got to go do this again." And oh by the way, on the other side of this, Mike, you always talk about this common sense person in a meeting. At some point in Atlanta, they had to have the Janet Jackson meeting. Said, let's schedule her here. I was going to say, for some, anyone unaware, right. Janet Jackson's concert was booked for Thursday, April 27th, the same day that the Atlanta Hawks, if need in Atlanta did not think highly enough of these Hawks to stop them from booking Miss Janet for a concert Because I'm wondering if somebody said, well, wait a minute, that's the first round of the, the NBA playoffs. <laughs> And then I wonder if everybody looked around the room and said, yeah, but it's the Hawks. We ain't going to worry about yeah, okay. that. I mean, they disrespected sure. them, and now they, they have to move Janet because of that. Well, I'm sure that that happened. Plan something like that. When you count somebody out, there is no greater jinx in the universe. And all the Celtics needed to do was win. And yep. then they got almost as much rest as Philly coming up into the series this weekend. And now, if they... Well, now you're going back to Atlanta, and you're, one, fueling them with bulletin board material that, let's keep an open mind, maybe they did. Maybe someone at State Farm said, this is the perfect motivation. Oh. We will show these guys we don't believe in them, and they'll go out and prove us wrong. Because now you go back to Atlanta, you're back in front of your home crowd, Deontay Murray, who was suspended, Trey Young's right. FaceTime in the right. locker room after saying, get ready, we're bringing this thing back home. You've given them life, and that's absolutely, Dad, you talked about this. The worst thing that you can do to a team that you were clearly superior, right? Coming into well, this, especially once Giannis got hurt, Boston should be the team. And instead now, you're going to give hope to a squad that you are more talented than, have been better than all season long, but has one player in Trey Young who, as much as any, we've seen Dylan Brooks duck the smoke this last week. Trey Young always wants the smoke. Always. No matter what, he is this, ready for the moment. Doing this in yeah. Boston, I just, I was like, I was irate. I was livid. I was angry. <laughs> He's and done I, this to both of your teams uh, okay, in the last couple of, of years. The Knicks taking a bow in Madison Square Garden, right. and now this in TD. Can you believe, did you, you raised him like this to yeah. call me a Knicks fan? To, to goad me, even though. Yeah. Oh, it's Even unreal. though you do have some. Points. I was at that game. I was That's at the fair. game where it said the F. Trey Young chance that Knicks fans still do. And Listen. I was like, this man is out. Of course you this were at man, that game. You know what? I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to embrace it. This man is out for my team. Uh -huh. This man is yeah. trying to make my life, my basketball life, as miserable as possible. And then he looks in the camera and he goes like this. And it, and it works, and he gets a rise Listen, out of me, and then I hate him more. I have never been a garbage talker, none of my kids have, but we've never been at the level Trey Young has been to yeah. where all the smoke's going at you, and you can actually answer it. Unlike, again, Dylan Brooks, who's trying to be the heel and, and can't back it up with anything. Yeah, who's now ducked out on <laughs> yeah, media availability yeah. twice exactly. after these games. That's where it, he's talk smack and then duck. You know, that, that's the way to go. But at least Draymond Green, I, and I saw your tweet about that. You're right, he's a villain, but he can produce. You know, yeah. as as well, he's done that. But yeah, this this series now is somewhat like we're doing the uh oh moment for Milwaukee. I know they missed Giannis for a couple of games, but they got him back, and the Heat still beat him because of Jimmy Butler going off. And now 
Are you going to have that oh oh moment in Boston? Can Atlanta tie this thing up back in Atlanta? I'm it's, worried they can. Yeah, it's it's gotten very spicy very quickly yeah. very. in that series because you let them hang around. We saw so many of these now because in the Western Conference, Denver, Phoenix, both took care of business. Right. That matchup's getting ready to go. You talked about the 76ers in the East, and then quietly lurking now, making things interesting as we've had all these injuries to that upper crust of the Eastern Conference that looked impenetrable. Now all of a sudden, a little bit weakness in the side here. Uh, so we'll have plenty more NBA reactions uh, from that as we go along. But coming up next, as we get ready to go with draft week, kicking off tomorrow, what's the next big domino to fall after what we saw with Aaron Rodgers yesterday? Next, you're on Gojo. I want to talk about Jägermeister. Dad, what do you know about Jägermeister? I mean, well, really, all I know, it's got a really awesome stag logo. What, what else do I need to know about Jägermeister? Well, uh, you should know that you've been drinking it all wrong this entire time. Damn, that's cold. There's a right and wrong way to drink it? Yes, there is, Dad. You should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit, to be exact. Huh? Well, you know what? That explains a lot. I've just been pulling it straight off the shelf. Oh, Dad, I'm so glad I got to you in time. No, that is entirely wrong. The only way to serve Jägermeister is ice cold. So wherever you're at, if you're hanging out with friends or you're at the bar or you're helping your dear sweet father try and get right, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister U.S., White Plains, New York. All right, before we get to anything related to the upcoming NFL draft, Aaron Rodgers got his introductory press conference with the Jets coming up at two. We've got a cryptic tweet from another star NFL quarterback that we've got to sort through. I learned something horrifying about my father as we're sitting here in the content closet. Okay. All right. So I saw Barnes & Noble trending on Twitter. I love a good bookstore. Yes, store. you do. I know you do. One of my favorite things to yep. do, take a coffee walk, go to the bookstore, use their bathroom. For whatever yep. reason, I find it a very calming bathroom room set up inside Barnes & Noble. Is it multiple stalls? I have not done this, so, so set the not, scene. Not a lot. It, I mean, just a couple. It depends yeah. on which kind of size Barnes & Noble right, you're right, going right. to, too, but in general, they got the coffee shop in yeah. there. It's quiet. It's very cozy. It's a nice ambiance yeah, yeah. for a big box bookstore, because yeah, yeah. it's not, you know, we like supporting local in a lot of things. Yes. I love a good, small, local bookstore, but Barnes & Noble has its own place in the ecosystem that's important. So I like going there, I like going to poop there, and I like reading books. And I find out that my father goes in there and ignores the sign. So you were like, oh yeah, grab a book and go to the bathroom. Yeah. There's very clearly signage inside that bath or outside the bathroom that says do not bring product into the bathroom with you. Understood. And yet there I go. But I, do you do you then buy that book? I mean, if normally it's a magazine, let's be honest. It's not. I'm not reading three chapters. Is of that a better book. or worse? My, no, no, I don't I, know. I'm not a hundred percent sure. It's like, not better. It's not it's better. Okay, it's definitely I, I, not better. I, I, okay. I, let me just say, I'm not in there reading a book. Okay, <laughs> I'm taking a magazine and leafing through the magazine. Okay. Been there for two and, and a half hours with War and Peace. <laughs> so, Charlotte, let me ask you a question. Brothers Karamazov. If, if, if I'm in the bathroom yes. reading said magazine, why yes. the hell would I buy it then? Well, I just go back out and put it back on the rack. You, you put it. You don't leave it in the bathroom, though. No, 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 no. So no. somebody else then buys the magazine. Buys your poopy mag. I, I'm holding it in my hands. I'm not using it as anything else. Okay. There's fecal matter all inside the bathroom. I don't know how you go to the bathroom, okay? I'm but, just saying inside okay. any bathroom is the presence of airborne fecal I, matter. Is it just well, floating I feel, around? I feel good now. Yeah, that makes I mean, me feel great. Listen, it's, let's call it what it is, all right? Like they have, It's listen, not an indictment on the cleanliness of their bathroom. It's just the reality of the situation. It's how bathrooms work. I, That's how, I, I do it. I don't, I don't shy away from it. And so quickly, let me go back to the conversation that you had about on the plane and oh. bare feet. How are you going to okay? make this about the plane when this is about your terrible bathroom? No, habit? no. Uh, if you want to say that, that's fine. But I just like you're going to stand behind what you say on the plane, I'm going to stand behind taking a magazine into the bathroom of Barnes & Noble. I would never, ever take my socks off on a plane. Do even, you? Though, even though you said you'd hide your feet and just do it for a quick second, never, ever, ever. 
where I take my socks off. So here's what I'll say is there is no sign on the plane expressly forbidding you from taking so your socks off. So this is all off. a rule thing to you. I'm just saying they put the sign there for There's a reason. etiquette. I just want to say when I got into journalism, this is exactly this what is I it. envisioned. This is what you thought this you'd right? this sink your dream. teeth into. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard hitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. it. I love though, it. Though I will say there are people that come on a plane like in sandals, so you're almost barefoot anyway. Oh, I, right? I also don't trust that. But if you're going to do that, don't you have to kind of have a manicured feet or pedicured feet, I guess it would be? You would hope, but not yeah. everybody No, not everybody thinks about everybody else. Yeah, yeah, good point. I would not I would not take my socks off like you, you trash bin. <laughs> I take them off for but a moment. Whatever. To, get to do to, what? Well, sometimes if you've got a very specific itch, sometimes if you just want to so air you them take out your for a socks second. off and you itch your feet. Sometimes, so yes. When what am I going to do? Feet. Sit there with my so feet captive when you itch on the flight? your feet, much like you talk about me in the bathroom, there is stuff going up in the air when you're, you know, dried skin all of a sudden from your feet that are now airborne in the cylinder tube with everybody else. Yeah, my feet are different than poop. Okay. All right, so says so you. So you say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard people call you poop feet, so I don't know. Put it on the poll, Guillermo. <laughs> anyway, What's worse, anyway. or feet? Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, why don't we? Why don't we get to somebody else yeah. with uh, interesting hygiene habits? Aaron Rodgers has his introductory press conference leading into the New York Jets. That was one of the big dominoes to finally fall during draft week. We all raised our hands. It was incredible to finally be done with that story. Right. So now the other one that we're waiting for is one Lamar Jackson, who tweeted out earlier today, as we're recording this on Wednesday of draft week, a SpongeBob gif and a smile emoji. It was all he put out there, all he threw out into the world. This is now days before the NFL draft. He has been a player that we know has the non-exclusive franchise tag with the, tag with the Baltimore Ravens. Dad, do you think this is any indication or any reason we should believe Lamar Jackson gets so moved before the draft? First... You guys tell me what was that gif? What what did it mean? Do we know the meaning of it? I I think I am I aged out of the SpongeBob. I think I missed it by like you a aged year. Out? No, I never I didn't like watch it growing okay. up. I didn't really So so SpongeBob memes to me have been like a you know, trying to read another language when you don't speak it my whole life on the internet. It's amazing I'm still here. But this one, it's SpongeBob with his two teeth out going like this. Do you want me to act it out? It's like, yeah, could yeah, you, could you give us a dramatic reenaction for the YouTube audience? Yeah, he yeah. Goes. So it's like a wry <laughs> smile. I'm trying to think what that, I, I'm sticking by what I said all along with this of what Baltimore did. Baltimore did this because they couldn't reach a deal. So basically they said non-exclusive, you go out, get a deal from somebody, and we'll probably match it. We'll let somebody else basically do our work for us since we can't, since we're butting heads. He can't find anybody to do that. We know the fully guaranteed contract of any length like Deshaun Watson, has not happened. You want to go lower like a Kirk Cousins 3 for 84, I think is what he's had with Minnesota. You want to do something like that, maybe you'd, you'd get a bite. But the long-term fully guaranteed is not happening. So what happens with this now? Will there be a trade to a, a, a Colts team, a 49ers team that they talk about? I stand by. I think he will be back in Baltimore. People say he burned a bridge. It's amazing how money can rebuild a bridge. Yep. And he's going to get paid. He's not going to get a Deshaun Watson deal, but he's going to get paid a lot of money, and I think he's going to be in Baltimore. So the one team that comes to mind, I think, for everybody, because they were the one team that spoke up, and since then we've heard the Colts come out and kind of throw a little bit of cold right. water publicly on that sentiment, but they're the one I keep kind of holding out hope for. If something funky is going to happen, mm -hmm. it would have to happen before the draft because the Colts are sitting there with pick number four, factoring greatly into the conversation that we're seeing now about where these quarterbacks are going to go, who might potentially trade up. And so one way or another, we're going to be able to cross them off the bucket list. I'd imagine either based on what they do with that fourth overall pick or what they do in the lead-up so they've got that information. It would be awesome. I would hope for it. But, Dad, as we go more and more along, and, Charlotte, where do, where do you sit on this? I do think that the Baltimore deal is going to happen, and I think it's going to be because now, Baltimore, you're incentivized to get out in front of Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert's right. deals. Mm -hmm. That's the last thing you want if you're Baltimore, is for those to stack up and drive that guarantee that you're trying to avoid getting towards that Deshaun Watson 230 mil 
Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, if those deals come out before Lamar signs, could drive you much closer to or over that based on how these guys get paid. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he will end up back in Baltimore just because of everything that this team has done to build around him. And, you know, if he hasn't had that offer yet, if he doesn't, he, he and I, I don't think he does because nothing's happened, right. but like he's being so cryptic and there's so much that I, I don't understand it. I, I'm constantly yeah. confused. Me like too. he tweets the SpongeBob thing and then like the smiley face and not just a smiley face, but like a smiley face with the red cheeks. And I'm like, is this because he's very happy because he knows something we don't? And then like that was 13 hours ago. Nothing's come out since then. Like, is he is he being cryptic or is he just completely making everything up and it means nothing? So you're putting a lot of thought in. I lo- I thought about it for five seconds and I said I'm just going to ask you guys. I tried not to because my head would hurt if I, I tried. Yeah, to my head that does out. hurt. I yeah. have no idea what's going on. Stroke. One of the co-hosts of Basketball Illuminati is a part of Metal Arc over with me and El Hassan just DM'd me the Lamar tweet. LOL. We're seriously considering an addition to the Basketball Illuminati brand, Football <laughs> Illuminati, because we are starting to get to this age and era where so much of this is taking place out on social media. I couldn't love it anymore. So I, I think that's like the biggest thing that could happen in draft week, right? Because we know some of the other things hanging out there in the ether right now. You've got DeAndre Hopkins, who we're still waiting to see what his future looks like. Buda Baker's also requesting a trade. Derrick Henry and some of the... I mean, Akbar uh, Bajbiamila is the only person I have seen publicly mention Derrick Henry to the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, A.J. Brown, the Eagles wide receiver, came out and basically said, we don't have anyone wearing 22 right now. Let's make this happen. I don't think that move makes sense where the Eagles are situated right now, having a big cap hit at running back for a team that we know had a backfield that worked by committee last year. Obviously, Miles Sanders is gone and exited that building now, so there's going to be a void. But with Jalen Hurts and what he does for you as a run threat back there, they seem much more primed to maybe go in the draft. I know some people, as we're going to do a mock later today, might yes. have them taking B. John Robinson at they, 10. I was just going to say a little tease there. That news about Derrick Henry would affect my pick. I am picking the NFC East, so I am picking at 10 and 30. For the Eagles. You and, and I as a part of a live mock a draft live here at DraftKings coming up after our show. That, to me, is going to be an interesting one about Derrick Henry. But you mentioned the others. And quickly going back to the quarterbacks, I think between Lamar and, and I agree with you, who signs first, you know, yeah, yeah. as far as stacking the deals. Because they picked up Burrow's fifth-year option while they're negotiating. I haven't heard that about Herbert yet. One of those three, I think the highest it goes to out of those three is up to $200 million guaranteed with, with injury. Really? Because remember, the Jalen is one ten guaranteed, one eighty with an injury. Okay. So that that that's what a lot of this is when you hear the the, the practical guarantee of one ten, and then the injury guarantee going to one eighty. My all in guarantees with injury. I think one of these guys may hit two hundred. Not going to be fully guaranteed, but I, I think one of them can hit 200 guaranteed. I was, well, so, yeah, pra- in, the, in the practical guaranteed, which is like incentives that are likely right. to hit, Jalen Hurts is at 179. Guaranteed at signing is another big one, too. Right. Russell Wilson, second behind Deshaun Watson with $124 million. Right. Guaranteed right at signing. So those things, things like Jalen Hurts' no-trade clause right. or other things Huge. that might start to pop yep. up in these two, he got the first one in Eagles history. Yeah. So Well, of all of these guys, I mean, I... I would think you, Justin Herbert, sure. Joe Burrow is the biggest threat to the Ravens' whole negotiating tag. I mean, if anybody, I'm biased because I love Joe Burrow, but if anybody deserves to get paid, it's probably the guy who took the Bengals to the Super Bowl in his (laughs) second year. While getting sacked 70-plus times. Yeah, while being flattened. So I feel like if there's anyone who deserves a certain kind of guarantee, it's probably Joe. And his agent's probably thinking, like, hey, given our track record here, I know that the Bengals have done a lot and hopefully continue to shore up their offensive line. But, like, I don't know. Well, it's also an historically cheap franchise, and yep. that's what worries you for both the Bengals and the Chargers. But you brought it up, Charlotte, within the division. What a great bleep you it would be to Baltimore to really make life harder on them yes. if you're the Bengals, and you get this deal done before Lamar Jackson's deal gets done. Because you know if you're Cincinnati, there's not a shadow of a doubt. Like All the questions that people have tried to throw in as a reason to justify their opinions about Lamar Jackson, top-end postseason success, stuff that's team stuff, that's not quarterback <clears throat> stuff. 
Joe Burrow's got that all. There's nothing you can say against his case in Cincinnati other than maybe you had the ACL injury in year one, but that's more on how your team was built. You have to pay him if you're going to show yourself to be a serious franchise. Although they do have to cross the street to get to practice. Like yeah, a, yeah. A busy, so all bets are off. And, <laughs> and used to have to use the Cincinnati Bearcats indoor facility. Yeah, like Again, so. it's been a non-serious franchise for such a long time, even with Marvin Lewis and company accomplishing a lot up to a certain point because I've always maintained they've only been interested in winning up to a certain point to keep that franchise getting butts in seats more or less. There were years ago when I was doing the show at ESPN, we would have Takeo Spikes on. He talked about how difficult it was to get a, a towel for the shower. And, and just, you know, that organization has been known as cheap, but they're going to have to pony up here. So then it comes down, and, and, and this is a, a ridiculous question, I'll, I'll say right off the bat, because who deserves more money? You, you get what somebody's willing to pay you. That, right. That's what you get. But if you just, you know, fell out of the sky and said, Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Lamar, who should get the most money? You know, everybody's talking about Lamar. Lamar is going to get paid. Lamar's a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong. He did win an MVP, but those other two guys took their team to the Super Bowl. You know, they both lost, but they took their teams to the Super Bowl. So does that supersede? And they played great. It's not like it was a defensive, though Philly's defense was pretty damn good. Um, So do you sit there and say, well, who's worth more? And we really know it's more about timing of when your contract is up. Uh, But that is, I think, a fair question of where did you take your team so who would deserve a bigger lion's share? I think Joe Burrow is sort of an interesting outlier to this because what he did is really absurd. Now, you had great wide receivers there with with T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, but... So and you know really good defense on the other side. Like most of our situation with the Bengals is what they've been historically and what their offensive line was. Why we doubted that. But as far as the Jalen Hurts to Lamar Jackson thing, I think Lamar Jackson's objectively the better quarterback. Like if you put Lamar Jackson inside the Eagles' offense, right. it would be terrifying what yep. they'd be capable yep. of in the run game. And that's not to detract from what Jalen Hurts has done. But he also had a team that went all in around him, right? You had the best offensive line in football. You had a former Heisman Trophy winner at wide receiver. And then you made the blockbuster trade of last year's draft to get A.J. Brown. And a defense that had 70 sacks. Like, he had more there than Lamar has had the entire time he's been in Baltimore with the weapons that have been around him. So, I do think there's something, too. Yeah, you got to kind of pay him because without him, the house of cards falls apart. Oh, we no, saw no. that. At the paying him, the paying season. him is not a question to me. It's like, oh, like, but I mean, paying him is, more. Is, yeah. gonna, is Jalen's deal the floor or the ceiling? I think that's the floor. I, I would I think agree. That's the floor for I, anything. I, I think I agree, and, and I, I'm just beating up my own argument by saying <laughs> Burrow's next, Lamar's baby. next, Justin's yeah. next. So they're all going to incrementally get higher. So I, I do agree. I with just that. hope Lamar doesn't get screwed over by the fact that he is representing himself and that there is a lot. I, I hope he gets paid because he deserves it, and not because there was some fumbling of the whole way a deal happens. Yeah, well, and I think that context of how the deals come together is also important to remember in all of these, right? Because for Jalen Hurts, his contract came up sooner because he was a second-round pick, and Mm -hmm. so he didn't have that fifth-year option on his rookie deal, so they had to get that done now. Burrow and Herbert are still in the midst of their rookie deals. Their fifth-year options are just getting picked up. Lamar Jackson's situation is a little more precarious because of the nature of that non-exclusive franchise tag. And and quickly, I know... uh, I think at 180 million, if he saved three percent quickly, three percent, 180 million, no idea, 5.4 million, um, that he could save by you know uh, see, doing it himself. The big math brain over here just wanted to show off his bit of mental math. Coming up next, we'll go from math brain to galaxy brain with some of the wildest pre-draft takes that we've seen. <laughs> The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And now that the Boston Celtics have slayed the boogeyman in the Miami Heat, Boston fans will feel a little bit more confident about the situation. You can decide right now, and if you're new to DraftKings, you can also check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. 
In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Can't get over you trying to come in here and just stunt on us with mental math. How oh, dare I mean, you? I, I didn't do it to show off. I did it because him not having an agent, that's what he stands to save. So I just wanted to put it in context of is it worth it to not have an agent to off $180 million guaranteed to save $5.4 million? Well, we're going to find out depending on what he gets himself. So all he has to do, you know, is make a little more than that. <laughs> God. You know? you, I mean, you're just the guy sitting around waiting to raise your hand and help people do tip math at the restaurant. That's oh. dad math. That's dad well, math. Yeah. That's like to help, you know, help do taxes. Like, you need yep. me to read a contract before you sign it. I yep. really respect that. I, I could I could help you there. Thank and, you. And I, I, have, I haven't told you this before. Other people know that I was a flashcard whiz in grade school. Did you do flashcards when you guys yes. were in school? Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, they did? Oh, okay. yeah. Times tables and flashcards? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I loved a good flashcard. I oh. used flashcards for bio even, like, you know, mitochondria on the back. It says the what powerhouse it is. of the cell. Couldn't tell you what it, oh. Mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. It's the only biology fact that I remember. So your dad's bragging about mental math. Right, and what are you You're doing over there? You're bragging about bio. Yeah, listen, guys, I don't want to brag, but I got like eight football players through human <laughs> genetics our freshman year in college. So that and some clever Scantron work really oh, worked well, that's wonders. That's cool. I got some We're past the statute of limitations, and they already took those wins. So I got some NFL players me. through drug tests, so we're all, all the same. That is true. Right. I didn't pee, I didn't, pee right? I, I haven't done anything for football so you guys are the heroes here p, p is p, p is write that one down um speaking of p the nfl draft i have no clue how that uh, yeah, works um, well it's kind of how slap happy we've gotten with the nfl draft oh. so yes it's starting tomorrow night and we now officially have my favorite headline of draft season <laughs> this came up the other day as people were waking up and watching will levis's pre-draft odds to go number two overall, skyrocket. Now, as of right this moment, Bryce Young has been the odds-on favorite going back a couple of weeks to go number one overall to the Carolina Panthers. Will Levis is now plus 550 as the second-best odds to go number one overall. He's also the second-best odds to go number two in the draft. He was number one for a while. Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher out of Texas Tech, is now on that spot. And people are wondering, you know, is this some smoke screen coming out is this information that's leaked from some reputable source you know Bryce Young's odds move because Chris Mortensen one of the most respected NFL insiders in the business for decades went on and said he believes Bryce Young is the pick from what he's heard right <laughs> Will Levis's odds move because Reddit user sale agreeable 2834 posted on sportsbook subreddit that Levis has been telling friends and family he's getting picked by Carolina. The post, which accumulated over 1,000 upvotes, read, Will Levis is currently plus 4,000 to be the first overall pick. Well, ladies and gentlemen, he's telling friends and family Carolina will, in fact, take him on Thursday. You're welcome. Wait, is that, what did you say, sales agreeable? Sale agreeable, 2834. S-A-L-E agreeable. Two, so eight, three, four. so that, that had an effect on the odds. One person who, we don't know who the hell that is, wrote that, so the odds are changing everywhere. Yes. I mean, that's crazy. Drastically. So according to DraftKings Sportsbook, the odds on Will Levis to go number two overall jumped from earlier this week, plus 300 on uh, on April 21st to minus 140 on April 22nd no. and 24th and now sit at um, what did we say they were to go number two plus 200. Do you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of Silicon Valley Bank failing because all of the bankers <laughs> were too online. This yes. is this is too online. The, first of all, and so then all the VCs had everybody withdraw their money. This is like one person said it's a fire sale. It's a panic, which is completely unfounded. I don't I, I, I don't know how you can put Reddit up against, as you said, up against more. But also, Frank Reich's it. And this is why I think that maybe there's some people are latching onto this. He said in his press conference, um, 
when asked if general manager Scott Fitterer approached him about who he wants to select, blah, 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 um, he actually came into my office yesterday, Reich said, and asked the question. It was kind of like a proposal of sorts. And I said, yes, there is consensus and we're excited. And then he goes on to say there's ebbs and flows during the process, right? I wouldn't say there's any drastic change of mind, but there's ebbs and flows. So even that tiny but paired with a Reddit thing is enough to make the internet lose their minds. And it's like, I, if this happens... Oh, if it happens, sale agreeable, whoever this person is, should be brought to the 2024 NFL draft and allowed to announce the first overall Isn't pick. that insider trading, though, at that point? I, Can you have insider draft betting trading? Well... <laughs> I mean, I think we see all the time, right, this happens on the internet where people who are go, my buddy's barber is cousins with so-and-so right, right. and right. throws this out here. So, yes, technically some insider information, but this would be now an internet hero. Someone stepping through the fray and calling their shot in this way deserves to be rewarded by having their face plastered all over the draft day next week. Let me just next say, year. and I use this saying a lot, there is no way on God's green earth <laughs> Will Levis is going one or two in this draft. There is no shot. Not two. Not two. Not one. Not two. Not two. You sure? Not two. The Texans yes. we're talking about. Yes. The wild, crazy Texans. Well, well, te yeah. I, we have seen every yeah. weird smoke stream yeah, come right. out about C.J. Right. Stroud and yeah. their thoughts on him. We've now got it at this point where, and shout out to Lance Zerline, who's a great job as a draft analyst, who has been on early the idea that not only would the Texans potentially not take C.J. Stroud or a quarterback at two, but that they would actually favor Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher out of Texas Tech, who is a certified pterodactyl person, over for Will Anderson, who's been the consensus top f at plus 130 to go number two, and Wilson now plus 275. So yeah. Tyree is actually favored to go number two. If you, Now, I'll say this, because I remember asking one year, and I thought Ron Jaworski gave a great answer. When Ryan Tannehill went number seven to the Dolphins years ago, a lot of us were like, what the heck? Even when Daniel Jones went yeah, six to the Giants, Mitch and he Trubisky? obviously made that payoff. Yeah, hello. <laughs> but, so when that happens, you know, we all sit there and complain. And, and Ron said the right thing. He said, you know what? You know what teams don't care about is what we think. It's what their grade is. And if their grade had Ryan Tannehill to go at that spot and that's who they're going to take, then that's exactly what they should do. Now, it turned out to not work, but I, I agree. It could be a wrong pick, but it's just like – it used to be, I don't know, I forgot how long ago it was. If you guys even remember, remember the teams would announce who they were taking. They would have the deal done yep. Yep. before the draft, and the NFL asked them to stop so there'd be some, you know, so maybe they could some turn it into shock television. and awe. Exactly right about what was going to happen. They, Carolina knows who they're picking. Carolina's probably known for a week or something, probably longer who they're picking. But this is this is all lying season right now. And you start to see the stuff like we did about C.J. Stroud come out to where, where – because we've seen people get nailed and fall, like a Warren Sapp way back in the day, a Laramie Tunsil, though there was video of what went on there. You God, know, that it, was wild. It, 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 hap it happens all the time. I still don't see the whole C.J. Stroud thing that's gone on whoever, if there is someone trying to sabotage a bit, maybe it's a team to get him lower, I don't think that's happening. I, I, I don't at all. He, he's my top quarterback in the draft, quite honestly. I've, I was at a lot of Ohio State games over the past two years, and watching him play, it's very hard to take anything anyone says about you know these allegations of character or of his, his score on the right. S2 test, which is not verified. That's like one piece of information that, I mean, not to say that you know it was reported in The Athletic, they do great reporting, but there, that he scored an 18 out of... People are saying like, oh, well, Will Anderson, he's a great guy, not necessarily a great player. Teams want him because of what a great guy. And I'm like, did did we did did we all watch football? Right. Uh, thank you. Well, like, thank did you. Like, did you watch football? How about when they were getting on Miles Garrett because he was a little too philosophical in life? <laughs> I, I, I'd say it worked out okay on the field because uh, what do you see on tape? Of the guy. Well, Will Anderson falls victim to something that we've seen with Michael Mayer in this year's draft yeah. class. And we see quite frankly happen. Now, this is ignoring the off the field things we didn't know about at the time, but Deshaun Watson and the Mitch Trubisky draft you talked about where there is sometimes a penalty pay by players who have played too much college right, football. Right. Yes. You find more wrong. So much time yeah. with them and so much to analyze. 
Will Anderson and Michael Mayer have been great for the last two, three years. We've known them for so long as these sure commodities that now we're looking for anything. Any reason why we can be bored of what they've done yep. and be excited about the prospect of the traits. Because I hear Field Yates, ESPN NFL insider in my ear all the time, who was a former scout and said the first rule of scouting is we draft traits, not production. But at some point, the two marry in such a way, whether that is Will Anderson or any of the other players we're going to talk about here, that's hard to ignore. And so I get it. Like, I love a good pterodactyl person like Tyree Wilson. He's incredible. He's going to be a first-rounder. He's probably yeah. going to be a top-ten pick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But this notion that all of a sudden we're just going to look by the wayside at what Will Anderson's done over the course of the career – that's draft brain seeping in. That's We've had too much time with these guys, and we get bored of greatness. And that's also why I think you get a guy like Trey Lance going as high as he did, because sure. he didn't play that much football. And like, he still wow, hasn't what's he played. Gonna be? Exactly, yeah. and there's a sense of mystery, and I think it's like, you know, when you're some dating a guy, you're like, I can fix him. They're, everybody's like, <laughs> oh, I can, you know, they're like, we can make him, and then they can take some credit for it. Will Anderson is fully baked, and if you take... If you, t I mean, I think the Will Levis thing is a little bit similar. Like we haven't been as saturated on the right, sort of right. big games as we have with C.J. Stroud. By the way, yeah, I know you're in engaged. I've been married 35 years, and my wife still says, yeah, I, can "I can fix, fix him." him. Yeah, it doesn't end. Yeah, it doesn't. That's end. a that's a constant process. Yeah, really the Will the, the Will Levis conversation around this <laughs> is an interesting one because he's one that's kind of been put off to the side through most of draft season. It's been Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson yes. because Anthony Richardson yeah. blew up the time of a combine. Charlotte, you pointed out exactly, he started 12 games in college. Yep. And so he's looked at and saying, all right, he already does a few things naturally pretty well. He does some stuff in the pocket that's better than the raw label that he gets, but the inconsistencies and accuracy and things like that and the top end production, it's not there. But man, we got all the tools to do that. That was what Levis was supposed to be in this class. The thing I think he is getting some credit for now is. What I remember talking to people about during football season is Will Levis has played in NFL offenses for the last yes, two has. years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot easier for yeah. an NFL scout to look at him in the confines of that offense and say, all right, with better talent around him than what he had, right? This last year, it was sort of Josh Allen syndrome where Wandale Robinson, who was right. one good right, receiver right, right. at Kentucky, was gone in New York this last and year. The offensive hit. line yeah. took some hits. But you see him running so much of that like Shanahan-McVay tree of offense that maybe an NFL team looks at that and says, all right, well, the guy's going to know how to get under center and speak our language. Liam Cohen, who was his OC two years ago, is in that Ram system that everybody loves, so we know he's going to have the pedigree. And maybe that's been the case all along. And now, like we see in draft week, the stuff starts to come out a little more of the truth gets revealed. See, and, but, but that's what you go on, right? I mean, that's watching film and that, not saying what always what he did in college, but projecting because we've seen plenty of college quarterback Heisman Trophy winners go on and completely fail in the NFL. So you have to look for those traits of can that game, what he's doing, and we're seeing it more in today's game than way back in the day when I played, is you're bringing quarterbacks in and letting them do what they did in college, right. and you're, you're incorporating that into pro offenses right now. That, that's still the thing about Anthony Richardson to me. Why Why did? It, why were we going wow with the combine? I, we all knew he was going to do that. I mean, Jordan Davis was a wow moment. When you're 350 the year before running sure. a 4840, you're going, oh, my God. Now, I called a couple of his games, and I knew he was quick. But seeing that, you're like, wow. W there was nothing Anthony Richardson did where I went, oh, my God. You knew he was going to blow that thing up because of the athlete he is. It's still fun to watch the big, no, no, fast, no. strong it, guy. It, it is fun to watch. Thing. But you know what I heard again? Oh, my God, did you see him roll left and throw that long ball down the field? Insert Zach Wilson here. How well did that work? I mean, that just blows my mind when right. you're in shorts and a T-shirt. He rolled left and threw it 50 yards downfield. So what? So what? <laughs> what does that do? Watch tape. Give me the tape. I actually have watched him do that on tape, for what it's worth. The receiver didn't catch it, but I saw him that's, well, roll, that's, roll opposite, flip his feet at the last second, and throw the ball like 65 yards on a wrist flick. So He can just, do it. It just underscores the the physical ability, but I'm with you. Oh, Zach now. Wilson did it too. So And yeah. I get it. Hopefully okay. now that we're in a world where Zach Wilson, who is currently getting ready to, in his words, make Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> And you mentioned Heisman winners. We've already started to see in the last couple of days oh the articles oh. about next year's class. Wow. Where, and 
people understandably loving up on Caleb Williams, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner at SC, and Drake May at North Carolina, who was basically their only source of offense last year. A lot of experts talking, and I saw like people I respect, like Ben Solak over at The Ringer, I think, did an article about these guys, and a lot of people saying if they were in this year's draft, they'd be one and two in the draft. Which is what we were saying about Bryce Young and CJ Stroud exactly last year. Right. Like it is it's like being a backup quarterback. There is no one loved up on harder during a draft cycle than next year's quarterbacks. And it's not to deny the talent of these guys, but it's just a reminder we will also grind them into dust as well. Oh, yeah. Just like we've done to these yep. guys. And they will have been around for too long as proven commodities. And I I do love the takes though that's like, you know, that the Titans should really tank for Caleb starting now. And it's like it's sort of it's sort of funny though because you I start to think about it and I'm like well oh yeah, for them okay. the Cardinals it's like yeah. the, why not? well the Cardinals the, whole roster is trash it is horrible and they're locked into this quarterback right I mean they 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 could be the team in the worst position one of the worst positions in the NFL I actually think it now it's dependent on can you revive Kyler Murray. But if you can and you believe that relationship is salvageable, it actually puts you in an interesting position this year draft-wise because you sit at three, you're in a great spot knowing your quarterback needs filled so you can pick up capital. And Kyler might not even be ready week one. No one expects you to be good. There's a whole new staff in. You can burn this, like burn a top layer and start completely over. So, And I, that, that's why I think it brings up a question in this draft that we're going to have our show on is – do you take a Will Anderson or a Tyree Wilson? Or, because you have so many holes to fill, do you trade it down and pick up assets? To me, that's right. the quarterbacks I know are going to get talked about because there's a quarterback. But to me, those are the decisions of how high do you have a Will or a Tyree rated to where you say, we can't pass him up. Right. To the point of saying we can pass him up and, and let's get more assets to fill the holes. And part of that is how you rate next year's class. So very excited. Can't wait to just get to draft night tomorrow. Coming up next, though, we have to address maybe the worst study I have ever oh. seen in my life. All right, guys, it's been a great day of uh, hot draft takes. Very excited. Again, everyone make sure tomorrow the DraftKings live draft show, it's going to be on DraftKings social channels, on Twitter. It's going to be on their YouTube page. The three of us going to be hanging out, mm -hmm. getting comfy like Charlotte Wilder. Oh, yeah. Trying yeah. to put our best foot I'm forward. I'm rethinking my wardrobe now. After oh, seeing you. No, don't let me don't let me sway. Oh, you're an influencer. Didn't you know you're an influencer? <laughs> I mean I've I've do you know how long I've dreamt of someone telling me that, Mike? <laughs> you have no idea what you've just done. I'm an influencer. <laughs> it's happened now. So let us influence you on the draft tomorrow night. In the meantime, we will send you off into the rest of your day with this, that, and the third. Three quick stories to end the oh, day on here. I can't wait. Uh let's start off with this. The SEC always a good way to start going to going to war with field storming. No, the Southeastern Conference has currently been meeting to discuss ways to curb the rash of field stormings. <laughs> we saw SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey said Tuesday at the conference is having meaningful discussions about adjusting the longstanding policy on storming to address safety issues. They have also said, according to SI.com on Monday, they were mulling the idea that if fans stormed the field, their team could surrender home field advantage the next time they face the opponent. Charlotte, you've been out touring college football yeah. for the last couple of years. Field storming is one of the coolest things that we have. Just because a couple of legacy programs got stunted on and exactly. losses this yep. year, now we see them going sideways. Yeah, also, it's, I mean... You'd have to think maybe Tennessee was just really mad about the goalposts, and they're like, "Look, we gotta, we can't keep losing more goalposts here." I figured they would be. That's, oh wow! I'm wow. just saying. I just got chills on I, that. I was okay. at the um, Alabama A&M game uh, two years ago, where A&M right. won yeah. and stormed the field. And I personally don't like to be in it because that is terrifying to me. But I love to watch it, and I think that taking it away would be, I mean, like, that's what makes me cry at the end of college football game. I watched that Tennessee game on a plane, and I was just, I was crying as they are playing Rocky Top and the field is really? Yeah. Hey, I didn't know you were such an emotional person. Oh, yeah. Learning so well, yeah. much about you. Yeah, very emotional. Also, on a plane, you cry more yeah. anyway. Thank that you. is true. The no, plane no. altitude. It's the altitude. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's I agree. real. I'm I just agree. watching. I'm like, not a Tennessee fan, not a Bama and fan. I'm just, crying. like, crying. Wow. 
That that is that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I've never done that. Not gonna lie. Well, but oh, hey, man. you're a special person. Thank you so uh, much. <laughs> so what is it now? It's like a hundred thousand dollar fine. Hundred thousand right? dollar fine. The first first time. First time. I, I think that's ridiculous. Now there is the line of when you should storm the field. You know, I think whatever the hell you want. <laughs> I had a great time storming the court when I was at Notre Dame as a basketball fan. They right. beat Syracuse when they were ranked like number one, and I saw people like making out on the court. <laughs> Someone might have proposed next to right. me. It was incredible. Have you, Charlotte? Have you ever stormed the field in your in your fan days? No, I no. Crowds like running in a crowd is one of my greatest fears. Really? <laughs> Isn't that fun? Falling down and getting trampled. Yes. Charlotte's watching I, Clemson I enter the football field and is just terrified one of the oh, lads is going to fall. I don't know Dabble how they comes, don't fall. Dabble comes down that hill yeah. and I'm just like. Don't I'm know out. how they don't fall down coming down. I would have fallen down so many times coming down that hill. I would have started out rolling. Yeah, it's a way to do it. It's a good way <laughs> to start. Uh, let's get to that. More okay. college football. Dad, our alma mater at Notre Dame, Tyler Buckner. Guy who's the day one starter last year, injured for most of the season, came back in a phenomenal Gator Bowl performance after <laughs> Drew Pine, who had been the starter for the rest of the year, entered the transfer portal. Buckner has now entered the transfer portal himself, coming off Notre Dame's spring game, a game where he was in competition throughout yeah. the spring with Wake Forest transfer Sam Hartman, who balled out. Yeah, he did. Dead, not overly surprising. No, no, I, 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 I got to believe in the <laughs> But Hartman came out just... Just throwing the ball, and every Notre Dame fan knows we haven't had a passing quarterback <laughs> since we're going back to Brady Quinn, Jimmy Clausen, the guy that could really throw the ball around. So, I, I and it was solidified in the spring game. And I remember saying when the spring game's over, I said, I bet Tyler Buckner enters a transfer portal. And it was said that if he doesn't like any of his options, he'll come back. And I remember somebody saying, well, then he'll compete with Sam Hartman. No, he won't. There is no – Sam Hartman is the starting quarterback at the University of Notre Dame, and he makes up half of the best-looking starting quarterback coach duo in the country of oh, Marcus would, Freeman and Sam Hartman. To it. There was, is nobody better, right? No, I was going to say – I'm sorry. Incredi- oh, no, just, just uh, very handsome. Yeah, yes. Very handsome. I'll take it a step further. I think in the history of college football. Well, I want someone to pour I, through I, the I, annals of college football and find me a better-looking com- right. better combination. I'm, I'm not doing that work. Hopefully somebody will I'm for us. Okay. At, you do that. At Gojo Show on Twitter, if someone wants to be able to do that, please let me know. Instead, I want to focus on something that's in our expertise. Let's okay. get to the third. This from CNN yesterday. According to a study in China, researchers found that eating fried food, specifically fried, toma- p- fried potatoes especially, leads to an increase in anxiety and depression, especially amongst young men. The study in China was 140,000 plus people over just ele- over 11 years <laughs> that found a 12% higher risk of anxiety and 7% higher risk of depression than people who didn't eat fried foods. This coming off the heels of our colleague Ross Tucker saying French fries are overrated. Oh. Let's call it what it is. There's a war on French fries right now, and I can't stand it. I have a lot of questions about this study. How, over 11 years, how do you attribute someone's depression and anxiety to French fries? So they excluded participants diagnosed with depression within the first oh. two years. <laughs> Good. Okay. And then at the end of that, measured eight, uh, 8,294 new cases of anxiety and over 12,000 cases of depression were found in those that consumed fried food, while specifically fried potatoes were a 2% increase in depression over fried white meat. Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say maybe these people were eating French fries because they were depressed, and maybe it wasn't the French fries that were making them depressed. It's the it's the fat beeline from Austin Powers. I eat because I'm unhappy, yeah. and I'm unhappy because <laughs> I eat. It's a vicious Listen. cycle. There had to be a point. Not that you have to be depressed to eat French fries. I want to be clear. There I love go. French fries. No, French fries for all. Right. 11 years, they do this study. They get the results. I wonder at some point when they got the results, the final results, if any of them looked at each other and said, man, that was a waste of 11 years. Because <laughs> there is no way I'm associating eating fried food with the depression. I mean, that to me is absolutely crazy. I would not do that at all. I'll say this to my brothers and sisters in Christ who are part of this study. I got 33 years worth of research that says everything you just came up with is bunk. I, I completely Nonsense. agree. And, and think of the the added the added joy or, or not joy, but but I guess work workability of fries. Their absorption, man. Oh, you yeah. probably have too much to drink. You tip that down also, and you absorb it. Maybe it was the ketchup. Honestly, we got to look at other options That's because a interesting question. We're not going to blame the flies around here. That's no. Ross Tucker's business. Yeah. You guys can watch him on a different mm-hmm. program. You can make sure you download, subscribe, rate, and review us. Leave us a five star rating and check us out on the DraftKings YouTube channel. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
Boom. Money in the bank. 